I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Carl McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host this evening as we talk about a fairly tense affair at Tynecastle, but on reflection it's probably a wee bit more tense than what it should have been. Here to talk through um, all the highs and lows of of watching Rangers in the winter months. Um, first of all, first pod I've done with you in a while, it's young Andrew. How are you my friend? I feel like it's been that long that I'm no longer young, Andrew, almost. Uh, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, we usually do the countdown at the start of the pod, so I went, I can just pop over to my room and get my, my drink I left on my table. And then that wasn't the case. Um, so if you'd seen the wee kind of icon at the bottom, you would have seen me making my room a bit like a total wipeout course just to grab my juice there. But yeah, apart from the bit of the frantic start, all good, mate, all good. No, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you've made it back to your seat, safe and sound, um, <laughs> injury free. Um, also, you've never been in the Rangers training centre. Um, if you came back unscathed. Also joining us, um, one half of the Gallus too is Davy P, one of the people. How are you, my friend? A smash and Colin. I am. Uh, it'll be nice to because I've run over the events of last night. Just to just to sense check my opinions and some of the events that's going on. The amount of uh, sweary words that were thrown uh, about last night was just I just thought this isn't healthy. So, I just want to check with you guys that I'm I'm normal. I don't know, um, following Rangers. Aye. Ah well Davey, I didn't know what to say that. Um but it's following <laughs> Rangers um, over the last ten years really does distort reality. Um but without further ado, the last but by no means least, the other half of the Gallus to our man in the continent is Davey T. How are you tonight? Yeah, great. Colin, yeah, well I say great, but we bit fed up with it. No getting sun here for about women a month now, so I'm getting. I'm. I'm looking forward to having a day of sun sometime, but I don't think there's going to be one coming soon. So, just a have a wee rant about that to start with. <laughs> Fucking hell, we, we we use the analogy old man shouting at clouds, but we don't. I didn't expect we'd actually have the um, the personification of it tonight. Um, and last by no means least, hello to all the loyal listeners watching near and far, um, live and after the fact as well and listening along and up on Spotify a shout out to Cammy K before the show even started he's gifted a Gallant Few membership and uh, Femdy doesn't know what that is for a pound a month you can get extra content you can get me verbally coming in your ears um, five days a week I probably should have worded that a little bit better but um, it's live we're going to go with it and thank you for Cammy for um, 
far donating that. Um, if you do want to get involved, you know, brilliant. Um, if you don't, paying for extra content is not your thing. Things I like. That really goes a long way as well. Just before we do get in, uh, one of our podders, Scott McGuy, um, who you all know and love, um, he does all, he does a bit of writing for Inside Ibrox and the fourth official, and he's involved in various other pods, and he's asked for a shout-out. Um, he's doing an article and a few podcasts on mental health, um, important important topic any time of the year, um, but particularly going into December, January. And he's um, speaking about people's experience or their own experience of mental health and um, if it is impacted by the football or anything else like that. Um, so if you do want to get in touch, if you think you can add any, you know, anything worthwhile, if you do want to reach out, um, Scott's taking anonymous quotes to put in his article as well. Just really, you know, speaking about his own experience. Um, so he is at ScottyMac992 on Twitter. Um, so, without further ado, Andrew, um, I'm going to come to you first, and I'll try and rationalise this before we get to Davey P, because I know he was wondering if he's normal. Um, watching back the highlights for last night, it's always a different game when you take the emotion out of it. Um, some of the listeners might jump in me. Rangers weren't as bad as what I felt. They they were when I was watching last night. However, the finishing is just as bad as the second time I'm watching, and that is the clear issue for me last night. What was your thoughts? <sighs> well, I feel like the last few games I've been watching, I've been watching these attempts on goal. I've been watching us carve out relatively decent chances, and I mean there was a good few. So you could probably count them out in your hand. But I think one of the things we've been talking about is. Danilo is starting to miss sitters, um, and he was supposed to be a the striker that we were all waiting for because Dessers was surplus and not good enough. And why is he still in the team? Um, now Danilo's making the same mistakes. Um, he's still got a bit of goodwill left in the tank, which I think is kind of keeping the the pitchforks and in, in the shed and the, the torches left um, left to themselves uh, for now. Um, but you know, you know the Rangers support. You don't have goodwill for long. Um, much like all our good players, the goodwill is on loan, um, unfortunately. So I think they've got to find their shooting boots or <laughs> they'll really, really have a tough time, especially at home, because it can be ruthless at times. Davey, um, the listeners are starting to talk about Danilo um, and you know Andrew's just made the point there. It wasn't quite his night last night. Um, Davey P, sorry, just seeing you. <laughs> you like the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz pointing either way there. Did an Elka celebration there? <laughs> an Elka. Oh, I forget, Andrew, you're what, 14, probably never seen Wizard of Oz. Um, uh, but Davey, sorry, I digress. Um, I think Danilo's movement is still sublime at times maybe not as much last night but i think what we can criticize him for is how he gets involved and some of the runs that he makes and it was great to see todd campwell um, pick, pick out some of the runs last night and the creative spark was a bit there what danilo um makes up for in his movement however he he does have to learn the Jermaine Defoe or the Yelovich trademark of just hitting the ball first time. He takes too many touches and he's no decisive enough, as one of the listeners just said. Yeah, I mean, last night's performance with Danilo had me hankering after one touch, gorgeous Tony. You know, so it's the couple of those chances, you know, he's taking two touches. I think a striker should just be leathering those. You know, so... Hope, let's hope it's you know it's not a, a trend because they we ended up you know going into the last ten minutes and one nil and it gets nervy, <clears throat> which is aided by you know having super Jack Butland and goals mind you you know with those uh, two minutes to do two minutes to go corners where we uh, you know your heart's in your mouth and you're sitting in the edge of your seat. So no, but I, I, we it was also avoidable. We should have been out of sight. We should have scored three, possibly four. Uh, foot hearts because they had a couple of chances so maybe that <clears throat> but really we should be a uh, burying teams we, we need to be more clinical because you look at the number of shots in goal that we have the number on target and, and our con- conversion rate it's pretty much the same problem as we had last year we just don't 
you know, turn their superiority in the game into goals. And it's just uh, the lack of firepower up front that's doing that. Obviously, the recruitment in the summer hasn't turned out as, as well as we hoped it would. I'm hoping that it's kind of early doors, you know, because Philip Clement's only in the door six weeks. So I'm not going just tonto just yet. But obviously, I was I did have a wee rant at Danilo last night. But, well, I think uh, <clears throat> there's, there's work to be done here. And I haven't given up on him because, as you say, you know, the movement you get from Danilo and the energy, you know, the application, uh, and, and he's involved in other moves, so you do you does get kind of get along the forward line. He's not just the, in the penalty box, but we we really should be converting those chances. And I mean, obviously we got the victory last night, but there will be days when we will uh, live to regret it. Davy, um, David T. Sorry, Jimmy Duff and Aldo called this out as well. Um, if Dessels missed those chances, then the fan would be up in arms. And I do agree with him um, that we would. Um, I think Andrew mentioned it there as well. We we would have had the pitchforks at the ready. We would have had the fire burning. However, I do think the nails maybe got a wee bit more um, credit in the bank. But the, the question I want to put to you, or the observation. Uh, I'd say is this isn't just a Danilo problem. I mean, there was six or seven great chances last night. No choice from Danilo. Seema, fair play, Seema got a goal, but he missed a couple of sitters. Ridvan missed a few sitters. I think in general, in our forward play, we get from back to middle to middle to front quite well, but across the team, we're not finishing, we're not clinical enough, and we've been like that for a while. <sighs> We need goals to come from all over the all over the the team, but we don't have that killer edge at all, do we? No, I, I agree with you, but the, the the big problem is Colin. We're we're working in the bottom basement. Price a good striker. If you want a good striker, you're talking about twenty thirty million. We're paying. We paid six million for if if Danilo was a, a score every time, every chance, footballer. He wouldn't be Ibrox. He would he would if Feyenoord wouldn't have sold him anyway to, to us for six million, he would be going for 80, 90 million. So I'm afraid that's the base that's that's the area we're working in. We're we're working in an area where we're not going to the strikers are not going to take every chance. Admittedly, Danilo should have at least got one yesterday. Um it, it just needs to I think there was Davy said it either the, just now or before we came on here, he, he needs to put his, his, his slippers through the ball right away without... Like Defoe, the, the way he just walked that ball into the net against Motherwell, that's what he should have done last night as well. Um, but as I say, it's a, we're, we're working in the bottom basement and until we can get money to, to get up to buying players... I mean, when, they, when does a good striker start at? With £20 million before you even get near a good one? But so to, I'm afraid we, we bought Morelos for two million. Um, we bought Antonio Cholak for two million. Um, Cholak, we've moved him on. He wasn't a good player striker, but he got his goal. So I think if our scouting is well enough, it's always got every signing is a gamble. But there is talent out there to to be found. Look at Kyogo as well on the other side of the city. So the, the issue is that Rangers I told, have wasted their money. I told, I totally agree with you, Colin. But the the thing is. We're not talking about when we got Morelos, he was still young and we were really lucky that he was known by, was it Johansson that, that knew him? Uh, so we got him before all the big sort of names learned about him. We were lucky that way. Our scouting system has been absolutely shocking the last the last while, probably years. So, yeah, I, I, what age is it? Daniel, I think he's about 26, 26 is he? So I mean, yeah, he's, I he, he was well known. He was well known before. He's not a young kid that you're just uh, just getting from from the the sort of a, a team where he's he's a gem in amongst the the, the sort of a rubble. And that's that that's just uh, Daniel. I mean, Feyenoord didn't sell him for six million for nothing. They 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 obviously seen that he's not good enough for their team. It was going to be second striker at least from their team, because Gimenez he he was last season. I don't know what he's doing this season so much, but last season he was he was scoring goals left, right, and centre. So he was never going to displace him. 
And as I say, that's that's a, that's that's a prime time where that's that's where we're sitting. I hate to be so negative about Aye, it. But, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's not like you. It's not like you. Andrew, um, I'm going to come to you for the last point in the firepower. Um, it's hard to comment on Roof and... Well, Dessler's in the play at all. Roof, it looked fairly bright, but it'll probably be another six months before we see him again. Danilo, I've seen enough that I think we can still hold the jury out on him. Um, I think um, when he's been at his best, he's... He has really linked together the the midfield, the wingers, and he's popped up with some important goals as well. I'm I'm not writing him off just yet, Andrew. I think there is a player there. My issue is he doesn't quite have the support or the replacements to come and give him a break. One of the things that I, I've been noting recently was we've been kind of searching for goals, and we've kind of just reverted to the let's just cross the ball into the box again. Um, and let's, let's not forget, all, not all goals can start from the back like last night. Um, you need to you need to get the the ones that you just need to get them across the line. Doesn't no matter how you score them. When you need goals. You need to find them. Doesn't no matter how you put them in the net. But we were reverting to putting high crosses in to a striker that I don't know. He's he's under six foot at least, and he's under six foot. Um, and these centre halves are just mopping it up all day long. If he's, if he's, he's going to try and get in, in between the two centre halves, and he's, he's going to rely on his movement. That's all right if you're whipping crosses in lower and you're trying to hit them early for him to then get through the last two and beat the last two defenders. But if you're playing high crosses, you don't get a chance. We have a tall striker. We have a tall striker. And we've also got a very good striker when it comes to movement and roof, granted injury issues. But he doesn't bring them on. There's got, there's got to be a... He has an issue in giving these guys his trust. I don't think he has faith in either Dessers or Roof. Because he's not, and he's I, don't not him. Him. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's one of those things we're, we're searching for goals. You're going into those last 10 minutes and we're just lumping balls in. That's perfect for a big striker, but doesn't want to bring on the tall striker that we have. So that's, that's a, that's a fundamental, fundamental issue with our transfer business. And that, that kind of adds the fuel to the fire of the as Dessa's gone in January. Because there has been a lot of talk about that, that he's been told to find a new club. I know, and January, January will be difficult because I think there's a big expectation from the fans that we're going to move on X, Y, and Z player. We're going to bring in um, some, you know, some fresh blood. But January is a traditionally hard window. It always is. Um, and moving on shy players is traditionally a hard business as well because if we don't want them, no one else will either. So I, I don't. I'm not expecting wholesale changes in January. Um, all we can really hope for is that Dessers starts to add a wee bit of value. Maybe even a Zach Lovelace can come back from injury and Roof can stay fit. Moving a wee bit further back into the pitch, Davey, um, I, I don't want to be too negative all the way through the pod, but I will open with um, Tom Lawrence having another injury issue. And I think... Um, I, I think the manager's comments at the AGM um, talking about bringing in the new um, the new performance director will be huge. There's deep line issues at the club. If all these muscle injuries are happening, then it does say that there's something something wrong in what we're doing. Um, with Lawrence going off, we've seen Jose Cifuentes come in alongside John Lundstrom, and actually Cifuentes was one of the he was one of the positives for me last night. I thought um, he was a completely different character for the the man who was had me tearing my hair out against Harris Limassol. Um, for that, when he came on, that probably sparked John Lundstrom's best period of the game, and I thought they looked quite comfortable in the midfield. What would you think about their performance last night, David P? Yeah, I thought Sifuentes uh, did very well when he came on. I mean, it was a shame to lose Tom Lawrence because. I had him down as one of my goal scorers, so I'm sick to see him go. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, what is it with these guys? I mean, as I said in the, in the, the text last night, eh, I mean, well, that's um, four weeks for a lad on these tights, and it's, uh, I, I don't know, just, I, I don't know where to go with it. The, the injuries that we have, it's just bad luck. Or is it just the systems that we operate? We're just not taking care of these players. Or, 
I think it happens far too often to be bad luck. I think that it can be bad luck. I mean, there's got to be a... I'm hoping that they'll be raking through the coals over at Ockenhowe just to find out, you know, if there's any systemic reason for us getting the number of injuries that we do. And they never seem to be, you know, a wee niggle and they're out for a game or two. It always seems to be, you know, one or two months from them. One or two games, so but I, I Sifuentes, I thought was an able deputy. I thought he played quite well, looked quite solid. He was uh, in, in about his when won his fair share of the 50 50s, uh, and and was pinging it about. And you know, an able you know, assistant to John Lundstrom, super John Lundstrom, who I thought you know, uh, I mean, obviously, when we started, we were we seemed to be giving the ball away. I don't know what else to do. In commentary, Kenny Mullen mentioned the surface seemed to be a bit, bit slippy, but we uh, the number of times we gave the ball away in the first twenty minutes, you know, just we slack sloppy passing, just don't seem to be kind of on our game. But we we seem to be got through that, and you know, we got the goal in half an hour. And I thought, you know, it would if we, if we almost get the one at, right at the end of the first half, which I think if we'd have gone in there two 0 the second half would have been a stroll in the park. Around their park, but uh, we, we we just kept missing chance after chance, and you know we just uh, we need to bury these chances. But <clears throat> just to go back to the the striker issue, you know, in the January transfer window, I'm hoping that our director of football, you know, with the Euros, you know, coming next summer, there's got to be a, a, a list of strikers who will be on the on the cusp of these international squads who will be absolutely desperate, you know, to get into the limelight somewhere and and just raise their profile. We must be able to come up with a list of three or four, surely, who, would, uh, who we could take, even, even if it was to loan to the summer, to give them the opportunity to blast their way into the, whatever squad they want into. So I would be uh, I'm hoping that uh, that Dutch chap is you know, drawing up the, the short list, even as we speak, about you know potential loans for the second half of the season of, of centre-forwards who would be... Uh, quite happy to come in and score his 20 goals to win his league. Well, I think um, we need a wee bit more on centre-forward, so I think that shortlist will be quite a long list with all the positions we need filled, but I, I think I take your point where, you know, while January is a traditionally hard market, the January before an a international tournament can be a wee bit kinder with the loan market, so that should be something that we're looking at. But you go back to the midfield, David T. Um, I know you are one for you don't like the idea of Rangers sitting back too much, and the two defensive midfielders can sometimes encourage that. But I did think um, with the two midfielders last night, with Todd Campbell in front of them, they, I mean this is this is um, groundbreaking this tactic. But if you're playing in the midfield too, one set and one go. When the other one goes, you sit. When he comes back, you can fucking go. Like. It's maybe I should get a job in football. I don't know. It seems very, very straightforward to me. But we done that last night. Um, I thought there was a a, a lot more energy um, between Sifuentes and Lundstrom than what we've seen before. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the the new managers come into this. Colin, to be honest with you, I think uh, Lundstrom has been told to get up the park more. Obviously, the manager sees what we see for years, Colin, that he was just... I mean, he'd done it a few times last night. He was actually behind the centre-halves and, and took the ball off, off the centre-halves. But he's doing it far less now and he's getting more involved. And he, I, I, In the last couple of games, he's, he's been not brilliant, but good. That um, fucking that kills you, he said, didn't it? I you can see so. the pain in your face there, man. Sif Juventus was 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 uh, a, a very very big positive, a very big positive, because I've, I've said up till now, can the guy play football? Well, last night he saw we saw that he can't play football. He was uh, thankfully good, and when Sterling came on as well, I, th- I thought he played very well as well. That, you that know was I'm a, coming to that. Don't point. skip the agenda. Don't skip oh, the agenda. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. But, um, the I, I last week's pod. That's your first. Orange card. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, no, but I, I, we're going to we're going to struggle in the midfield because uh, we're we're short of players to go there, and I think eventually 
Cantwell will have to drop back for some games. Uh, the manager already said, if, if I need him on the right, he'll need to play on the right. And I'm afraid it's going to be like that. It's going to, but you can just see now the difference in the in, in the forward play now that Cantwell's up there. And, and it wouldn't even need to be Cantwell, but we need a player of his skill in the number ten position. That it makes it, it makes getting rid of the ball forward far more easier than when you've got a sort of a straight midfield where they're all in one line across the field, and that's that's what's the way it's not now. And the movement of of uh, Daniel is uh, helps a lot with that as well. It does, and I mean it's easier to play in midfield and play the the world of passes when you've got somebody to pass the ball to further forward. Um, you're right there, and yeah. uh, on on Cantwell has been a big talking point um, since getting subbed in the thirty six minute against Aris. Um, I think um, the last few games he's done himself no harm at all in the number ten position, um, and and again I, I've got I've got praise for the most part for one from Sifwenes and Campbell last night and how they operated as a midfield three, but it's just this undertone of we don't have the reinforcements to back them up. That's Ration injured, Jack injured, Lawrence injured as well. Right now there's no updates on how serious Lawrence is. The press conference is tomorrow. It's it's a worry. It seems we've um, uh, it seems we've it's that much of a worry that we've petrified Andrew um and he is frozen still. So Davy P, I'll let you finish up on that. Um it, it is a worry um until these players come back. Um we we are in the bare bones and there's a lot of football to be played in January. Uh, December, sorry. Yeah, well, we're just going to have to get creative, you know, with the with the players that we do have, as we, as we need to, you know. So it's uh, if people need to step back or step forward, then and, and then you know, what about Tavernier? Put Tavernier in midfield, and uh, you know, put the that boy back at, at right back, and you know, so there's the, we will find a way. It's uh, we're not going to be playing with ten men, so. I think uh, maybe it's it's no bad thing, you know, because how much can we rely on these guys? You know, Kemar Roof, Ryan Jack, Tom Lawrence, they're repeatedly injured. It's not like this is a one-off, you know, but it's like, here we go again. So, obviously, we need a long-term solution, which can only be done via transfer windows. But in the short term, you know, you'll, you'll have to go with the squad he has. So, there's, uh, you know, midfield players, I, th- I think, you know, Todd Cantwell's quite flexible and, and where he wants to play, you know, then we just have to, uh, Philip, come on, I'm sure we'll, we can, we'll be able to f- dig out some options for exactly how we go. But I think it's, uh, we just, we can't rely on some of these guys. And, and you know, Tom Lawrence last night, see when he went down and it was quite clear from the moment he did go down that he's he's not taking any further part in this. And you're thinking, here we go again, you know, and he's got some sort of muscle injury, I think it was what they mentioned at the uh, match. Yeah. So, well, we will hear in, in due course to the extent of that, but you know how these things go. It's never going to be a, a quick turnaround. So, but in terms of, you know, who we replace, because Sifuentes, it gives him an opportunity. He now knows that he will be uh, in this team. So I'm hoping that he will grasp this opportunity with both hands. Maybe it'll take a wee bit of pressure off him, you know, with other people breathing down his neck that he knows he'll get a run and and and, and he'll respond in the in the correct manner, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, and Lundstrom, you know, which I, I think yeah, some I think Davy is right that Philip Clement has told him to get forward because we've now seen him, you know, cross the halfway line quite a few times, you know, in, in the last few matches where you know he, he was wrong to do that. Maybe. We wouldn't leave the centre circle. <laughs> and so, it's, uh, we, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. And, and, and on finding that way, Andrew, I'll, I'll come to you for the last point in midfield before we move on. Um, as a resident B team correspondent, because um, you're like half the age of all the B team players, so somebody will drop to. Um, sorry, that, that was. It's it's an easy joke to make, but that's why you make them. Um, We've got like a Bailey Rice has had game time. Um, 
we Cole McKinnon, um, you and I have spoke about him before. I'm a big fan of Cole McKinnon. Um, I really like him. We've got Aaron Lyle, uh, who's been doing fairly well for the B team as well. And I'm not saying these boys are the answer, but surely if you look at the, the home games we've got this month, we're at home to Dundee, we're at home to St Johnston, we're at home to Ross County, home to Kilmarnock in, uh, in the 4th of January. Uh, these have to be the games where the some of these young boys get minutes, get five, ten minutes here and there in case the worst comes to the worst where we need to use them. Yeah, first I just want to say that my laptop got injured there. That's why I couldn't answer the last question. Uh, it, it must be a Rangers laptop. Um, I, I got it back. I gave it the old cryo chamber uh, that Clement seems to like. Um, yeah, um, one thing I would say with the B team uh, and bringing those guys up is that not every B team player will come in and have the same impact as Ross McCausland. Um, it's important to know that not every player that we have it's the same in, across youth academies all across football. Not every player will, will make it at the club they're at. That's just football. Um, but there is, there's definitely is some some bright players, especially in that midfield. Um, I think the first one is Bailey Rice. I think everybody and their gran knows about Bailey Rice now. Um, I said that to David McCallum at the last game against Partick, is that I need to think of other questions because I keep asking about Bailey Rice. Um but uh, he could he he was quick to mention that you know that's that's what he does. He's he's a good player and your your eyes get drawn to him every time he's on the ball. Um, I, I don't want to be biased and root for my pal Aaron, um, but he can also do that. And what I, ha- I would say is that the last few games I have seen him, he is doing lots of different roles in the midfield. He has getting forward. He he can be sitting in the ten where where Cam Willis and he has also been in the when called upon dropping deeper, um, almost being the, the holding midfielder, a pivot. Um, I think that's due to just wanting to play. Uh, but that's, that's probably the same with every footballer. Um, you want to play games, that's, that's what you're paid to do. Um, so that, that, it certainly is an option, but we, again, we just need to be reining in our, <laughs> our he's going to go for 80 million in two years' time, and we're, our academy is the best academy in world football and stuff like that. Um, just a wee bit, keep the, the realism and and just kind of, if we're going to do that, then we need to give them all the support we can. I, I, I think, well, we, we spoke about this time and time again, um, and it's a completely separate pod in itself about the expectation of football fans and then a subset of that expectation of Rangers fans. It's okay to have the odd Kyle Hutton here and there who comes in, does a job for a couple of years. And I'm not talking about Division 3, Kyle Hutton. Kyle Hutton played at Old Trafford, right? He, he, was, he, he won the league with Rangers um, before they went down as well. He's not going to be a legend, legend but he comes in, does the trick. Um, Charlie McCann, I thought, was going to go into that role. It's okay to have these players. Not all of them are going to make it. We've got a hut, what, hunt, over 100 um, players between the B team and the under 15s, like not every one of them are going to be Rangers players. We can only have a 26 man squad, so you're right. Um, not everybody has to come in and be the next Wayne Rooney, but the like we do need to start getting them adding a wee bit more value into the first team. Davey T, I'm going to come to you because you kind of mentioned this. Um, I do want to talk about the, the potential three-way duel we've got on for the left-back position now. Um, the the manager said Bonner was struggling with a wee bit of a knock. Um, so Red Van Yelmaz came in. Um, and before we come on to sale, and I want to get your thoughts on Yelmaz because he's really polarised the support over last night. Some saying that he was a set-down for Bonner, he had a real poor game. Others saying he was a, he was a real positive. Um, what was your thoughts on his performance last night? I think he tries to be positive. I think he, he, part of his uh, he's, he's far better movement than Borna. He, he's got a wee bit more bravado than Borna, should I say. But the thing is, I, I, I don't think he's a bit brilliant at defending. I've seen players just walk past him quite a good few times. I think Borna's a better defender. And obviously, Borna can. Well, I don't think there's MD in Scotland. Maybe Britain that, that can can cross a ball with Borna Barisic can. So Borna's got the advantage that way. 
I just don't see it. I, I don't see the physicality that he's, that he's got being good enough for Rangers. I think Scottish football just uh, these these big tall centre forwards. I mean, the likes of you, you saw last night that Shankland Shankland looked him up right away. It was the first thing Shankland done was head to the back post, and I think other players are going to do that. You've got the big boy at Ross County, is it White? You, you call him. He'll probably White, do the exact same. Yeah, he'll probably do the exact same. The, all these big tall centre centre forwards, they're they're going to they're going to look him up, and I think that's going to be his big problem. He obviously missed that sitter as well last night. He should have scored that. The, 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 was it the keeper made a save and it come back to him and he, and he rifled over the bar? Aye, yeah, it was. You need to at least hit the target for there, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. One thing, can I just go back to one thing before you move on, Colin? See a, a player coming back from injury, I think it's quite normal that they get a, 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 a sort of a muscle injury as well right after it. I, I don't think that's sort of a strange because they've been out for a year, and I think I, I think most players get a, a sort of a muscle tr- trouble right after being out for a year. But but the issue is, David, we are. You're right, as as natural. If you know use that muscle to that intensity, then it's, it's going to happen. But we're allowing it to happen. Like your medical department should be saying, you know what, Lawrence should only handle X amount of minutes or X amount of running of Ryan Jack. Um, so that's where there is something fundamentally wrong with the, the medical department. Yes, it is natural, but we need to stop forcing that injury because uh, it is all muscle injuries. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. David P. Yeah. The... It's, if it's predictable, then it's preventable. So if we know in advance, you know, that Tom Lawrence is, is susceptible to, you know, to some sort of muscle problem, you know, after coming back from such a lengthy injury, just manage it. That's all you have to do. You know, so we, do, we don't yeah. wait until he breaks down and find out, oh, God, there's, he's running into that muscle problem that we knew he was going to get. No, that's just daft. Back to the, the fullback situation, David P, I'll come to you then. So, um, Bonner versus Ridvan, and again, the, the comments coming through, the the comment section for the listeners is quite quite representative of the, the range of support. I think some are dead on for young man, some don't think he's the answer. Me personally, it wasn't his greatest game last night, but I think he gives you, he, he's more dynamic than... Bonner is braver than Bonner. Bonner just has this instinct to go back. Yilmaz, he will try different options. He will try the cross ball. He will try going inside. He will go beyond the striker. I, I, I do like him. He'd be my number one left back over the two. Um, but I do concede he, he probably wasn't his best game last night. What was your thoughts? No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you in that one, Connor. I think Ridvan just provides, you know, just a more of a threat, more positivity, more energy. And, you know, in Tap and Borna does put a lovely cross into the ball, but how many assists has, has Borna delivered, you know, in the last well, last season? And and how many this season, you know? So for all those balls that he puts into the box, I mean, in any other assists, has he actually got to the edge of the box and slipped someone through, you know, like Leon Balligan can do? So if, if Leon Balligan can do it, then Borna should be able to do it. He should be able to contribute for these sort, sort of plays, you know, we're getting forward. When, when you know the defence opens up in front of him, when he, you know he's bombing down that wing, slips someone in, just never, just doesn't have that ball. He'll ping one into the six yard line, 
but uh, I, I don't recall as you know having many goals from from Borna's uh, deliveries this year or, or indeed last year. You know, we get the occasional one, and it was a fantastic ball with Borna Barisic. But I, I, I don't really. See, I think uh, Red fans are. I mean, I think the, the at the end of last night's game, I think we uh, served up maybe a, the, the best option of them all is Dijon Sterling, and uh, I mean because that boy, he I mean he's strong. He was uh, and, and he, he looked like he's quite prepared to uh, burst into the box. So maybe we're, I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves here, but. Uh, no, but in, certainly in terms of uh, Barisic or Red Van, I, I would go with uh, Red Van Yilmaz. Yeah. And Andrew, that Davy takes me on nicely to the next point. Um, the the winner of Borna um, and Red Van goes on to fight Sterling for the left-back position after last night in my eyes. Um, I thought, and again, like... We're the worst in the in the world for getting ahead of ourselves, but that's not going to stop me doing it. Um, I thought Sterling looked really decent last night. Um, probably the he, he's very athletic. First of all, he's now with James Tavernier probably starting to wind down for one of a better word. Sterling is the athletic um, fullback that we have. Um, strong, powerful. Um, he's quick. He's looked okay last night and when he came on for his last couple of minutes um, on the ball um, last week, sorry. That remains to be seen for a full game. But what was your thoughts on Sterling in general? Well, I like Dujan Sterling. I think, he, as you said, athletic as the day is long. Um, I just think that, although, yes, we should be playing him more often, I think we should be doing what we were doing. I think, let's not forget, you need to manage James Tav for minutes. He is a right-back by trade, and by next season, he's going to play a lot of the season. If, if Tav is still here, that is a big question. Really, what is he going to hang up the boots? Are we going to, is he going to be the number one right-back next season if he stays? Um, will Clement give him that decision? Um, I think, regardless of what the decision is with Tav, his game time at right-back, which is his natural position, will skyrocket next season. What we did... During one of the, I can't remember which game it was, it might have been submitting another game before. Um, he took off both fullbacks, he took off Borna, he took off Tav, then he brought on Midvan, and then he brought on Dujon. If 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 you're even going to keep doing that, then great, you need to get these guys warmed up because Tav didn't look right last season. I think he definitely was harboring something, or if it's a bad one, he takes a proper injury and he's out. Then you need to rely on Dujon, you can't have him come in for the cold. I think we really need to. Although he's the captain, you need to manage Tav better. I think you need to give him a break, get him get him on the bench. If you're going to keep Connor on, that's fine. As your vice-captain, you can take the captain armband for a game and give Dujon a shot at right-back because he is going to be in that position more often next season. I'd, I would be saying that as as of now, Bournemouth probably not going to get a contract. So he'll be off in the summer. And if... To, and, he is, he's doing a lot better under Clement. I have to say, I've, I've been really happy with Borna. I've always supported him. Um, I think he's always been good to me. I don't I don't have the kind of resentment that some people have for him. I, I think you'll notice over the pods that when the, the Red Van Borna question has come up, I've always stuck with Borna. Um, I do think you're seeing a lot better in Barisic. And that obviously, the reasons why that is quite clear, because he has put himself in the shop window. He's going out a contract. He's not. He's got to bet on himself to get a, a a big club to come after him in the summer. He's obviously been in and out of the Croatia team. The Euros is coming up, as we said. He's going to want to go somewhere where he's going to play. He's thirty-one. He needs a last big deal in his career. And I'm fine with this. I'm fine with to put yourself in the shop window and you're going to leave on a free. That's unfortunate, but you look at Ryan Kent. You look at Morello. Stay down tools. I think you're seeing the best of Borna. In these last couple of weeks, months since Clement's come in, it's a good point because regardless um, if he's going to move on in the summer or no, the next six months he has to be playing well because he want he desperately want to be in that Croatia squad and he isn't he's not sure own um, pick for that right now with his recent performances. Um, Davy, there's 
a bit, a few comments about James Tavernier um, and uh, um, and the comments. There always is um, about James Tavernier, another polarising figure. Um, yeah, the really good pass for the goal uh, last night, terrific pass. Um, I thought he played well, and there's some questions asking why did Sterling come on for a left back and no one for for James Tavernier last night. And I think the answer to that is Sterling was probably having a, a worse game than, than James Tavernier. But I think um, Andrew makes a really good point where when we are winning games comfortably at home, for example, and granted it's not been that often, it's not been as often as I would have liked, we do need to start preparing for life after Tavernier and Sterling, Sterling seems to be it. Or we need to go and see if Sterling's it. So if we're up... Two, three, nothing with twenty minutes to go on Saturday. I would fully expect um Dujon Sterling to be one of the subs made because the problem with Avenir is when he's dipped in form, there's not been an able deputy. No, and a big problem with Avenir is that even although he's playing not great, I've never really seen him playing bad, really bad to be honest with you. But when he's playing not great, making he's he's passing sometimes very, very doubtful these days. But then he comes away with a pass like last night, or a free kick, or a or a, a an assist, and that's just the thing. You, there's not many fullbacks can do what he's done. And the the, the question is: Is his defensive role is it that bad? I, I I I mean, I see a lot of people complain about it all the time, but I don't really I don't really think it's that bad to be honest with you. I mean, he makes a mistake now and again. But I certainly don't think it's as bad as people make out. I think uh, his forward passing has got worse. That that's that, this season is worse, probably worse than it's, it's ever been since he came to Rangers. And sometimes I don't know. He's just over hitting the ball so much. I don't know why. Uh, why he's done that. So opposite of Sefuentes, I've noticed that about him. He seems to under hit passes, and Tavernier seems to over hit them. So I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, that that seems to be the way the way it's going. Uh, Tavernier is a uh, what's he need? What is he is now? Thirty one, thirty two. I, th- I yeah, think. Two, I think. Uh, I'll put yeah, myself. Yeah. I'll put myself in the other corner as well. For me, Borna Barisic and Yilmaz can go. We need to bring in somebody else. That's that. That's my view on that one. And Tavernier, it is time that we need to start thinking about about, about replacing him because he's he's getting to that age. All the all the old guard, Connor Goldson, they all need to be replaced in the next two or three windows. Hopefully, you can with Goldson, you can maybe still get something for him. Still, I think he's got two years in his contract. But all these players, they need to now. We need to now start thinking we're going to have to replace him. And that's think, uh, that's the unfortunate. I, I get the sentiment behind that, but. We... It's unrealistic to get rid of Tavernier, Golson, Borna, Yilmaz, John Lundstrom, all the old guard in one Balligan window. Um, I Balogun retiring, John McLaughlin moving on. We that it's not going to happen over one window. You you were right there when saying it's over oh, two or three yeah. windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not. I know having the money to go out and spend thousands and and but we should be looking at the youth as well. And I don't know, but but I think the big thing we were talking about is bringing in Suter's brother. Is it Harry Suter? You call him. That uh, seems to be a big rumor going about just now. I don't I don't know whether he's any better than than uh, Suter, just Suter of what's his first name. But um, but yeah, we've got to do something. Let's put it that way. And probably probably looking at midfield, maybe bringing out loans or. Going to the young boys in the academy. Uh, why? Why? Why not? Why not? Why? Why should we look at loans when we've got players there that have sort of showed something in the past? I think we probably need to do both with the state of the squad right now. If I'm being honest, um, so they still get Lovelace to come back, Colin. January. Oh, no, once a Rangers player's injured, he never comes back. David Lovelace is gone. He's in fucking <laughs> Neverland now. He'll, we'll never see him again. Um, David P, um, you're your counterpart in the gallows to kind of touched on the centre half position there and um it was the last talking point I had done tonight. Um just in the centre half in general. I think Balligan has done well since he came in, even though I pissed him on when we signed him in the summer. The recordings are there, folks. I'll put my hands up. I I got that wrong. Um 
But I don't think he's got another season in him. Um, Connor Golson, we need to stop over relying on him. Question mark over whether Suter and Davis are the long term question mark. So news broke today, or a story broke today, it wasn't quite news. Uh, um, Scott McKenna and Joe Waddle um, were both told to stay away from the first team training in Nottingham Forest. And obviously, Rangers Twitter went mental. Um, both are a firm no for me. Um, I think Scott McKenna is good at clearing his lines and a basic 80s defender, but Rangers need somebody a wee bit better in the ball. And I wasn't a fan of Joe Waddle when he was here, so I'm not going to go and turn back and say bring him back. Are either of these the answer to your centre-half issues in the future? I think they would both be decent signings for Rangers, to be honest. You know, Premier League experience that they have, you know, so in the, in the Championship, Battle that four were in to, to get promotion, you know. So that's got to tell you something about them that you know they, they can they can dig deep when it when it's required. So it would, I think the wages would be a, a huge issue here because those guys will be on a, a healthy chunk of change. I, I would be a, I just can't see the the options they will have down south. I think more like Trump was there. I'm afraid, but I know I, I wouldn't be. I mean, inter. Uh, McKenna's an international, you know, centre half. You know, so it's uh, he's been tried and tested, and I, I think he would do a job for him. So was Gary Caldwell, and I wouldn't fucking take him back in the day either. Well, Gary Caldwell got over fifty caps for Scotland, so you would say right, and he's, he's a big diddy, but he's a big diddy with fifty caps. Yeah, so, does. And here's me sitting fucking <laughs> no far off his age doing a daffy podcast. So who's the who's the real winner there, eh? What was the, what was the big centre half that they had during 55? Shane the, Duffy. The mistake, mistake. Yeah. Shane. He came from the, he came from the Premier League as well, did he not? Brighton. Yeah. yeah. I love Shane Duffy. Thanks very much, Shane, for your contribution. <laughs> you know, a, a great, great season. Agent yeah, Duffy. He'll yeah. always get a piece at my door. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so, so, Andrew, um, Davey P is firmly... Like, in there, you would think he would take um, Waddle and or McKenna, um, however he thinks is unlikely. Um, some some comments coming in saying McKenna and Waddle in 2015, I don't know where the sources are. If I was to guess, I think it'd be a lot, a lot higher. Um, we're not talking about in, in the six figures, but I reckon further into the 40s, north of that, because they're a Premier League club. Um, What's your thoughts? You were shaking your head when um, I mentioned their names. I take it you don't think they're the answer either? I'd, I'd be more likely to take McKenna than Worrell. Uh, I think McKenna is out of contract. I don't know if what I, don't, I actually don't know what Worrell's on. I think he might, I don't know if he's out of contract or not, to be honest. Um, I would take McKenna over Worrell, but I would have taken Portis over either of them um, at the time. Portis is like four or three years younger than McKenna. Um, he's at Watford, I'd say Watford and Nottingham Forest are kind of in that yo-yo potentially of Premier League Championship, Premier League Championship. Um, I'd give Joe Worrell the first plane ticket to the sun if it was available. Um, I cannot stand that guy. No offence to the guy, but no. A million times no. And again, we've talked, we've kind of hinted at this the last few weeks about other prodigal sons that think Turkey's a good option when he's pet crocodile. I don't want people that down tools or were no very good for us. Or just because they wore the blue shirt four and a half to ten years ago, uh, I don't want them coming back just because their CV says Rangers on it. We need to step away from looking at players that used to play for us. Like life fucking goes on, man. We've always been terrible for that since I started watching Rangers. Don't mention the Brazilian second division to me tonight. I will not talk about Santos and I will not talk about the big Colombian that down tools. Broke my heart. Davey, um, Davey T, I'm going to phrase the question a wee bit different to you. Um, out, of the, out of the four centre-halves we've got, Golson, Balligan, Davis and Suter, how many did we keep by the summer? That's it. This, this summer? Well, I, I think Golson, you've got, you've got to keep uh, Suter, Davies, 
I think I think you probably could get another season out of Balogun. And we are. I would, I, I would, I would hope that we could get money back from Davies. So I would be looking to try, try maybe try and move Davies on and get money in for him. And Suter, I don't know, he's, he's just so injury prone as well, isn't he? I mean, he's he's missed half this season as well for up to now with, with, with injuries. So I think I would really try and move him on. So. <laughs> The Golson, Golson, and Balligan. I would, I would, I would say. I think you can get another season out of Balligan. I really do. But my issue with Balligan is, before Balligan left, he couldn't play three games in a week. Now that he's back, he can't play three games in a week either. Um, if that's your starting position, we're accepting that one of the four centre halves can't play three games a week. We need to make sure the other three are spot on and there's no injury concerns. That means moving on, Davis and Suter. I don't think both of them will go. No, but I think Balligan, I think Balligan, it doesn't need to be your main man. You can. It would be a great person to have to, that you can bring in and if, if there is an injury if, if, to, to give players a rest. It would be a great player to bring in, but it doesn't have to be the main man anymore. And yeah, I did. I haven't really seen it with Suter, to be honest with you. He's, he's had a couple of good games, but I, I, I'm not. He's made a heck of a lot of mistakes and really important games that, that that we've lost the goal through him. I think it was a Celtic game the way he made when he made a big blooper to get the ball caught between his between his legs. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, not really that. Fond of him at the, at the moment, I think injuries, and I don't think he's been that brilliant for us. But everybody keeps saying he's a good player. Somebody said that uh, Harry Suter uh, uh, wasn't a price class; it's supposed to be in loan that we're, we're going to be bringing him in. McKenna, yeah, he was uh, obviously he was wasn't bad at Aberdeen. He was quite a good player at Aberdeen, and he's moved down to the Premier League. So you would think that he's he's improved in in that way. So yeah, if if he's going to be uh, kicked out, team same way the 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 training they've been kicked out. The they're not even allowed into the train. They've been told to train at a different time as uh, the first team. So I I think possibly that's the way to go just now. And then with a maybe a buy on contract uh, on it. But yeah, who do you keep? I I, I really don't know. I, I I I would hope that we could bring in a really good centre half that. As uh, like I said, the way they they brought in with the boy from Spurs with the with the three names, was he called? I can't remember him anymore. Yeah, but, uh, he was a player. Yeah, he's, he's been a he's been a really good player for them. So hopefully, we can dig up one of them. Told you, American centre halves can work. I'm looking at you, James Sands. GBNF, yeah. but not forgotten. Um, I'm. Last question, last point I will make for tonight, David P. I'll come to you for it. There's been a few comments, and it's just because there's like it was an interesting point some folk made. Um, they're talking about Johnny Effectual getting more game time. I think just go back to the conversation we had about the younger players. Um, Leon King is this the end of the road for him? Um, even with our, our deepest injury worries, um, we've no seen very much of him at all. Is he? You know, as I still um, hope that he can get some more game, a, a Rangers career, or a lot of people are writing him off. I'm not prepared to write him off yet. He's still only about 19. Yeah, I would no, I would certainly be uh, giving uh, Leon King a, an opportunity to see what he can do. But I think uh, I take Davy's point. You know about uh, Suter. I think he he might be an additional bargaining chip in, in Shankland's move across the from from Tynecastle to Ibrox in, in January. Because uh, I think we could dangle Lowry and we could just lump in Suter as, a, <coughs> as our, our second offer to get. So I uh, no, I don't see it. John Suter, and he's a decent player, but I think I think he's more at home with Hearts than he is with Rangers. So uh, I, I, we need we need some consistent quality. McKenna, I think, is a big, strong, strapping lad, and you know, and, and obviously very strong in the air, which is uh, which is what we need. But um, I think it would be it would be worth sounding them out to see what kind of deal we could get. But I think the the director of football's got a lot on his plate. You would have to say. I mean, he's got. A, I mean, we've just come up with about four or five items that 
this guy it doesn't actually start until the end of the end of December, is it? I know, and and we've not even touched the sides of how much how big a job it is. Oh, it's huge, absolutely colossal. You you think of the, the options that you know between left back, you know centre half cover, midfielders about moving moving people on is probably a bigger problem than than actually uh, getting some in the door because I, I think the, the there will be opportunities there, but I think he has to be. Uh, you know, that likes a jack. I would, I would punt Borna. I would, uh, I would take whatever money we could get because he's leaving in the summer for nothing anyway. So if it was half a million, a million pounds, I, I would let him go. You know, so Ruth yeah. again, I would take, I, I would take a bag of chips for Kemba Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I know they do it too. Well, what she doesn't yeah. handle, they might burn themselves a bit for this. Ah, yeah, I know. I was thinking that myself, Andrew. <laughs> but um, so, before. I mean, the director of football and Philip Clement, I've got, uh, I've got lots in their entry, so it'll be interesting uh, to see what what they make of it. Well, I think in that note, uh, we don't want to say KMR Roof's name too many times because they might get Eric and be out for the next two years. So I think we shall wrap up the pod then. Um, as always, a massive thank you to all the listeners um, who've watched in, got involved with the comments. Really is appreciated as always. And again, if you do want more content um, for a pound a month, wherever you get your podcast, either Apple, Spotify, or even on YouTube, you can join the membership and you can get extra content. So, gents, um, as always, I want, I'm going to press you for a goodbye to all the listeners and a prediction for Saturday as Rangers take on Dundee. So, Andrew, thank you for coming on. What's the score? Thanks again, Colin. Thanks, Davies. Uh, thanks, listeners. Another good, good pod tonight. Uh, great, great, good, good pod tonight. Um, I'll go for three 0 to Rangers. I think it'll be a result that will get us back into the. The confident wins column instead of the shaky ones. Um, no tense affair at Ibrox. Um, a comfortable victory um, with uh, generic player number four up front um, scoring some goals um, because I don't know which of the strikers will do it, but one of them will. That's the main point. Um, uh, I'll say a tav pen just because I always say it now. It's a routine. It's almost as if it happens every week, doesn't it? I know, and the Ibrox as well. It's just it's the rules now. It has to happen. But um, of course, aye. But no, good, good having you on as always, mate. Um, David E joining for the continent. Always a pleasure. Um, never a chore. What is your score for Saturday? Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks everybody for listening. I'll just add, I'm in the anti Shankland uh, group. Uh, oh, I, I don't want him near it. We made it all the way to the end of the So. Yeah, well,我never come up before。Um，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊，啊
So I think maybe we'll get. Well, you're forgetting, Davy. There's a right to passage once. If you're playing a midfielder up front, he has to go to left back first, prove he's worth it left yeah. back, then get a yeah. shot up front. The jury he needs way. to play against Braga. So yeah. unless we get them dropping down in the next round of the Europa League, it, it won't do it this right. season. So we have to ah, that, it's on page seven. Can I see a really? serious point? Can I see a really? serious point? Really? Now, I, think, I, think, I think if you, you put him in the centre forward position, you're cutting down the room that he's got to run into. So I think he's far better being wide and running into the space between the two centre halves. I think that's the way that he, that he, why he's scoring so many goals because he's not got two players around him all the time. That's what we need. More widows. That's what we need. Aye. No, I think there's a, definitely a point to to utilise his pace a wee bit more and when we're short of options and Matondo coming back then it might be one that it's worth doing not, in all seriousness I think it's the more creative we can get the better uh, keep teams on their feet but on that note um, I've, I've actually got to go for 4-1 as well um, before David took it so I'm going to go for a 5-1 um, I do <laughs> think um, I do think we'll concede that. I think we've got the odd brain fart in the still, but um, I've got to go for 5-1 Rangers. So until then, folks, thank you very much for listening and I hope your team wins at the weekend. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.